When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Powell. Thanks to Normous Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. It's the finals edition of Eagles Radio. Welcome along. Thanks to Normous Homes, building a better life and Montine Kia. And check out the all new Kia Nero SUV range. They are amazing. They're a hybrid, they're an electric vehicle. Uh, they are very special, so get down there to Mortine Kia. On the show tonight, uh, we have the talent manager of the Eagles, Darren Hams, is with us, the super coach, Jay Sheedy, and coming up very shortly, Dan Menzel. My name's Paul Bonser, alongside me, CEO of the club, legend of the club, Luke Powell. How are you, Luke? Going well, Bonds. Yeah, it's good to be back for the finals edition. Yes, exciting, isn't it? it Where is. The boys had a great win over, over the Red Legs, and... Uh, now, a big second semi-final against the Bays. It is, yeah. They'll, they'll be breathing fire after not being able to secure an unbeaten run in the minor, minor round. So, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. But um, our boys will be uh, right to go and, um, yeah, can't wait for Saturday night. Someone who's playing some really good footy at the moment is Dan Menzel in the forward line. He is on the line with us now. Dan, welcome to Eagles Radio. Bon, thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure, mate. Dan, Luke Powell here, mate. Hope you're well. Um, hey, mate, um, just give us a bit of a rundown of your decision to come to the Eagles. Um, obviously a tough decision to make for both you and Troy. Um, how happy are you that you made that decision and uh, how's it been and probably why you made that decision originally? Yeah, sure, Powell. It's, um, it was one that at the time it's obviously difficult to leave a club that I guess we, we came through as, as juniors and um, they were our local club in the sandfall and so it was one that we made looking at everything holistically and looking at um, future career off-field opportunities, pathways, um, as well as direction of the club and, and success obviously as well came into that and I guess in terms of rating or looking back on it now, um, we're in a really good position as a group to have success this year hopefully and that's something that Centrals is probably going to take a little while to build and uh, it was another combination, but it certainly wasn't the factor. I think um, we had to weigh everything up in, in life, I guess, which is what sometimes the fans don't quite understand or see, but um, that was a big part of it. And, and the club and culture that the Eagles have got was a, a massive reason why we made that decision to, to make the move across. Now, uh, Dan, brothers can often butt heads, and I don't know the relationship between you and Troy, whether it's good all the time or sometimes a bit rough. But uh, as the older brother, do you just tell him to get out of your way in the forward line, or do you, are you the boss? Oh, pretty much, I think, boss. <laughs> no, it's, um, we, we've actually only played uh, maybe a handful of games together this year, six or seven games together, because he's obviously missed a bit with a broken wrist and, and obviously just played the one game last year at Centrals together. So we've played less than 10 games in our whole career together. So it's, uh, it's still a relatively new, I guess, relationship in the team, and one that um, we're still obviously, we're on the same wavelength, but um, 
No, it is. It's really cool. It's, it took me to yeah, 29 to be able to actually play with my younger brother and at a high level. So it's something that uh, we don't butt heads too often. We're not too bad. So maybe he just listens to me. So it, it works out quite well. Big brother always knows best, mate. Um, now, you've um, obviously through your AFL career, had a good, uh, great career through there, but you've been through a lot of adversity through injuries and how to deal with that, mate. Um, how's the body feeling now? Because it's great to see you string a lot of games t- together this year. Yeah, it's pretty good, Pally. It's it's one that um, I haven't, I've probably only done a couple of pre-seasons in my life, which has been frustrating because it's meant that I've, even though I've missed four or five years with injuries, even the other years I've played, I haven't had a great um, fitness base underneath me and it's been a challenge to compete and play and uh, back it up week to week. So that's something that um, I've battled with, I guess, my whole career and it's been nice this year, even though I still miss a bit of pre-season, to be able to get that continuity. And my body feels probably as good as it's felt. I'm able to back um, up each week and not have too many issues and... I've only had a couple of niggles this year and um, they've been little things that I just manage and, and if that's all I've got, then I'll certainly take that. Dan, I want to chat a little bit about your goal kicking. Um, it, it, it amazes me at times, you're such a skillful player. Their decision to go around the corner, check side, I've, I've seen you kick a couple of check side goals from the pocket from about 40 metres out when you, you know most players might take a drop pump, but... What what goes through the thought process when lining up for a goal? How far out do you decide or what angle do you decide, well, I'm better off going around the corner or doing the check side or the chanana? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, Bond. It's, um, it's very much, I'm very much a big believer that if you practice the skill, then it's a high percentage kick. If you don't practice the skill and you don't practice it enough, then you absolutely shouldn't do it. And that's why you see people belly the ball and then obviously some commentators and particularly old school commentators don't love that but um, for me I've practiced it over a number of years now and you actually hit a larger percentage of the footy which means that you don't necessarily need to nail the middle of the ball for it to go through and that, that's that's why I tend to go to the check side and go to the, uh, the left and right foot snap because you don't have to flush it every time to kick it whereas if you're on the boundary and you're kicking a drop punt you pretty much got to hit it directly in the middle of the footy um, for it to go through. So it's one that absolutely, if you feel more comfortable kicking the drop punt, then do that. But um, if you put the work in, the time and the practice, then you'll certainly be able to nail the skill and have confidence to be able to do that in, in game. So for our young Eagle listeners out there, it, it's simply practice, practice, practice. Is that what you're saying? Just don't go out there and, and do what Dan Menzel does? Yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna work if you don't put the time and the hours and the practice in. You don't learn the skill and, and teach yourself and, and get others to help coach you as well. Because it's one that once you do understand how it all works, you you can um, put it into practice. And absolutely, it's hours spent um, out on the training track, which ultimately is what it comes down to in the end. Man, um, big game this week. Obviously, we play Glenelg Saturday night. Um... Firstly, and I actually don't know if you might know this, but um, Team of the Year, Advertiser Team of the Year, you were named in the Ford Pocket, so well oh. done for that. I think we had five Eagles lads named, so uh, congratulations on that. But um, who goes to you this week? Um, which Bay's defender do you think you'll have? Yeah, um, first I didn't know about that, Pally, so thanks for letting me know. That's, uh, Exclusive that's here nice. on Eagles Radio. <laughs> That's, uh, it's, it's nice to get the, obviously the recognition and, and the other guys as well. We, we could have had a lot of players in that 
in that team um, this year, I think, with how, how good a contributors we've had. But um, in terms of Glenelg, um, yeah, I think I've had Proud go to me in the past. Um, it's no surprise. they got, they got a pretty good back line. And with Durden coming from AFL level, he's played on, on Jack at times, which I would be surprised if that didn't happen again. Proud's gone to me, and then Curran sort of takes, I guess, the next option for us. So... Um, that's something that I, I would expect to happen. If not, Newman's played a little bit, um, I think it is, on, on Troy and, and, and my, myself at times. So I don't think there's too many surprises, I guess, if that's what people are wondering going into this week's game. I think both sides will know how each other will match up and, and both players, both teams of players will know basically who they're going to get. Uh, just to continue on from that, how, how different is it playing at the Adelaide Oval as opposed to the suburban grounds? It is big. It's um, and and not necessarily by size, I guess. But suburban grounds—they've got so much traffic on them throughout the year, particularly in winter. Um, they obviously get chopped up a lot more, um, and so it means that there's just not as good a foot skills and ball skills and things like that. And also, you've got a lot of um, the grandstands and and coverage from wind and things like that at Adelaide Oval, which you don't have as much at suburban grounds. So. I think that um, we didn't have great conditions last week, but on a drier day, your better skills um, will certainly show up. And that's something that I obviously loved at AFL level, and particularly as a forward, if you run to good spots, you usually get rewarded. Whereas in the middle of winter, when it's boggy and muddy and things like that, it's really difficult. You've got to win your own footy. Now, the coach, mate, he's a very relaxed man uh, at the best of times. Uh, Has Jay done anything different this week? been a little bit more intense around the group or has he uh, been along the similar lines he has been all year and just as it comes? No, he's... uh, It must be a club thing at the Eagles, Pally, because you're a relaxed man as well and everything... uh, She's everything she does is very relaxed and nothing has really changed. So um, it's the best way to be, I think. It it doesn't... The players um, react as they would in any other game and... Um, you know that you've got someone, a coach, who's pretty um, laid back about it and, and, and nothing gets um, too much or too overwhelming, I guess. So, no, he, he's, he's very happy with how, how our hit-out was, hit was last week. And, um, and we obviously played the team a couple of times this year, so we sort of know what we're going to get. He seemed... noticed him walking off the ground on... Uh, and you, were, you guys were already in the rooms, and he, he gave a little... Fist pump as he walked as he walked off the ground at Adelaide Oval and a big smile on his face. Uh, he was obviously pretty happy after the game with the result and, and to keep that double chance. Yeah, I think that um, even though we might have been the favourite last week, being the higher placed team, um, finals are hard to win. And I think last week was a great example of that. Norwood had a few players out; they were probably a little bit undermanned, and they they absolutely brought it and they they played extremely well. They were extremely hard to beat. And so I think that's probably just showing there in a, in a nutshell that it doesn't matter who you play, they are difficult to beat. And so Sheeds, that's probably that emotion coming out there that, yeah, that's, that's what we needed to win. It gives us that double chance, um, puts us in a really strong position and, and obviously hopefully win this week and you go straight into the grand final. Sounds like a plan, Dan. Thanks for uh, joining us, mate. Uh, enjoy your uh, evening tonight and rest up and have a great game on Saturday night. And appreciate you joining us here on Eagles Radio tonight. Uh, great stuff. Thanks, Bon. Thanks, Bally. Well done, Dan. Dan Menzel, who's been an important player, both him and Troy. And I'm really surprised that they've only played 10 games yeah. together. I was staggered by that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they probably would have 
no junior footy really, different age group. So yeah, it's never really thought that that would be um, that low. Uh, but it, look, it's fantastic that we've got them playing in that. Um, finally getting some continuity in their games and uh, being able to play together. I think you see that in their football. They're enjoying themselves and that's probably half the reason that they come over is just to get back to enjoying their footy and I'm glad that we've been able to give that to them. Just before we go to a break, uh, your thoughts on a guy who played extremely well last week, Tyson Stengel in that forward line. He was just electric and probably almost the difference between the two teams in the end. He is. And I think Jade's mentioned it a couple of times during the media this week that he he, he is just a cut above uh, this level. Um, it's probably been unfortunate that Tyson, that he come back to the Eagles. Great for our football club and it's great for us. And But um, no, he's been fantastic. The way he can turn a game in literally, um, you know, probably two or three minutes in the space of, when the lights went out, which is great, but um, <laughs> a lot like Woodville Oval. Um, but uh, look, yeah, we, we can't can't be happier with Thice. He's um, everything we've asked. He's done, and uh, he's pushed himself to get to a back to a level he wants to, and he's playing great footy. At why he's doing it for our footy club. Quarter time here on Eagles Radio, the finals edition. Thanks to seven twenty two, no pub prices and uh, no pub. Sorry, no pub food, just pub prices. This is Eagles Radio. We'll be back after the break. The Super Coach Jay Cheedy. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Power. Thanks to Normus Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. It's the finals edition of Eagles Radio. Welcome back and thanks to Normous Homes. Visit their Tranmere Display Home Collection soon and to Mauntine Kia and check out the all-new Kia Nero SUV range. You'll be astounded by it. Now, on the line, we have the super coach himself, Jade Sheedy. Sheeds, welcome to Eagles Radio again. G'day, Bonds. Pally, how are we, boys? Good, Sheeds. Going well. Hey, mate, um, just before we get into the finals edition, the finals uh, games... The uh, form leading up to finals, mate, obviously finished off the minor round really well. You would have been happy with how things went? Yeah, I was, Pally. I think um, I think that game against Sturt at only was a really tight contest. Not many goals, a really um, you know, contested brand of footy. Um, Sturt were playing some really good footy, needed to get into the finals at that point. And yeah, I felt like that was a really good hit out to... Um, as of what we've seen on the weekend, like not that dissimilar to how it shaped out against Norwood, quite low scoring and contested and a lot of key moments in that game. So, um, yeah, I, I thought we went in pretty well prepared. It was good. Great win over Norwood in really shocking conditions. It was difficult uh, for both teams. What were your main takeaways from the win, Sheets? There's no bad conditions in the qualifying final, <laughs> then, especially, when you win, especially when you win it. Uh, what did we take away from it? I think we're a pretty tough footy club. I think that's what I took away from it. I think that, um, look, I think Norwood would come with a clear plan. We'd beat them by six and eight goals during the year. They come with a pretty clear plan to make it one-on-one, contested, not give us much time and space. Um, and, you know, to their credit, I think they executed it pretty well. I think our ability to switch into that contest mode really quickly um, and throw it back at them um, was first class. And I think that just says a lot about how much the group's grown. And, uh, you know, the hard pre-seasons we've done, the, the work we've done as a footy club, um, the maturity of the boys and, um, yeah, and to win a, a final like that. Um, was really proud of them because, you know, I think when, when an, you know, I suppose Nord were the underdogs, when an underdog challenges like that, you know, sometimes it can go horribly 
wrong the other way. And I think our boys really stood up and gave it their all. And um, yeah, it just shows how good of a group we've got, I think. A couple of strong performances from the weekend. Um, and in particular, Jared Redden and Angus Poole. Um, how did you see their games? Poole actually got followed a little bit during the night. He'd, he'd had two pretty strong um, performances against Norwood in the past. I remember a game against Norwood. He actually turned the game for us when it was in the balance. We threw him in the midfield and um, and he played really well. And I think Pooley's Jared Redden's second half was really strong. Um, and I think Angus Poole's last quarter was really strong. And as you know, I think in big games when it's decided by goal, either way, I think it really comes down to who takes their chances the best in little moments. Um, yeah, and I felt like that was probably just a difference on the night. And we've been on on the other side of that where other teams have taken their moments. But I felt like um, we just took our chances a little bit better than Norwood and that was really um, the end result. Speaking of taking chances, about 15 minutes gone in the last quarter. Joey Siner lining up from about 55 metres out. Were you confident he was going to bomb it from there? It was a long way out. Like, I, think <laughs> I, think I think he's kicked the ball close to 60 metres. Like, and that's, that's not putting any mayo on it. He absolutely um, flushed he, it. Yeah, I think he kicked it from probably 54 metres and it's gone five metres over, you know, over the goal line. So, um, not really. Like, I was surprised he kicked the ball that far that late in the game the way he'd been playing. But he's just an outstanding leader of our footy club. Like, I think one of the best in Ferris last year, um, two-time best in Ferris at the footy club. He'll, he'll no doubt, you know, be the next captain of the footy club, I think. And um, he just loves the place and... You know, I guess probably four weeks ago we, we threw him to half back and he just, you know, had a good chat with him about how it looked and what and what we wanted to look like as a footy club and he just really took it on board, didn't sulk, you know, and that was off the back of him winning the best and fairest last year as an on baller. Um so it just says a lot about his character and um the way he's grown and yeah, he's just developing into just a really strong leader for our footy club and, you know, if blokes like that are around I think our footy club will um be in a good space. Mate, well, I was talking to Bonds before and we had Dan on early and uh, Bonds mentioned that walking off the ground on the weekend, he, he reckons he might have seen a few fist pumps in the air. Are you um, pretty happy with the win? Me? Yes. Oh, I was doing it to little Ricky McGowan, actually. He was up in the stands <laughs> and so... I thought I, there I must have been someone up there that you were, you were yeah, messaging, didn't you? Yeah, I know. I, I was a bit embarrassed. I did watch it. So I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep Sunday night and I watched on the digital pass and I caught myself doing a bit of a skip and a fist pump and I thought, oh, that was a bit embarrassing. But yeah, I caught Rick McGowan, who I talked to a, a lot um, about footy and uh, I caught him up in the stands. Everyone had gone and I think Rick was still sitting there drinking. So um, I, I caught him out of the corner of my eye and he was, he was giving the fist pump, so I gave it back to him. That's all that was. Now, Rory Lehman, unfortunately injured first quarter last, last week. Uh, Clay Cameron comes back into the side. Will he, will he take Rory's place at uh, halfback? Yeah, I think so. We've got, a, we've got a, um, still a fitness test tomorrow night, but I think, yeah, that's potentially the way it's shaping up. Clay was really good for us. Um, at, uh, when we shifted him back, he started as a forward and then we shifted him back and then he got injured, so and probably hasn't played for the last ten weeks. But he's, you know, he's he's played at AFL level. He's a quality player. Um, he was developing into a really good centre half back for us before he got injured. And um, yeah, if if Clay comes in, which is probably leaning that way, I mean, it's good. It's a um, really good position to be in as a footy club to 
you know, Rory was going really well as well. I was really looking forward to Rory playing this week and playing on some of the big forwards of Glenelg in the competition, and that hasn't happened. But, yeah, someone else will get an opportunity, which will be good. At this time of year, Sheed, selection's always really tough. You always find that the boys somehow all quickly come back from injury and there's always boys putting their hand up. How, how hard's it been the last um, last week's game and obviously this week as well? There's obviously a few that have been playing all year, in particular um, um, Jake Bomberto. How have you found yeah. dealing with that? Um, I think you do. I think you, you set the scene sort of early in the year. and um, We've got Greg Moulton on board. Um, when I came on board on the footy um, last year when I um, got the job. And something I was really strong on was the leadership and, and how we look culturally as a footy club. And I think we've done a lot of work in that space and the players really drive it. So, um, you know, I think the players all have a good attitude because of the values that they want to stand for and the culture that they want to be as a footy club. And so... Um, yeah, I guess one of them is accepting feedback and understanding um, the position of the coach. If if you get left out of the side, it's a whole club mentality. And um, so the boys are first class, really. Um, and we've all been dropped, and we all know how that feels. And yeah, but the boys have—they've been sensational. And Vonnie's no different. Like I think Vonnie, Vonnie's got some good self-awareness. For Vonnie, it, it's about trying to get him in the best form I possibly can, so he can forge his way back in the side because he's so strong for us structurally and how we want to look and um, so it's really just about trying to get him in form and he, he knows what he needs to work on and, and where he needs to improve so he's he's been really good, he's a, he's a class human Vonnie so it's been pretty easy um, Only the six day break, how's the preparation been for Saturday night? A lot of recovery um, we had a main session last night which we obviously reduced only went for an hour but we tried to keep some real intensity in everything that we did. We just tried to limit time on legs and, and the kilometres that they did. So, um, yeah, I think training's been good. The boys are sore, but they're, they're really upbeat. I think we take a lot of confidence out of that final. I think there's 177 tackles in the game. Um, yeah, so we've had the experience playing in a tough final, I guess, Glenelg Haven, and it's hard to replicate that. So important we start well and, and bring the heat from the first bounce. Big question everyone wants to know. How do we beat Glen Elk? <laughs> Easy question, yeah. Sheets. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Port did it uh, last round. They had a pretty handy side in. A lot of AFL-listed players. Uh, I've, I've watched a fair bit of footage during the week around, obviously, us playing them last time, Norwood playing them, Port playing them. Um, and I think I think we've we've had our chances as well. Like we talk about big moments in games, um, they were clearly the better side the, the first excuse me the first time we played them um, at the bay. But I felt the second time we played them we were a little bit undisciplined late. It was a goal in it all game, and I think we we're even up late in the last quarter, and we gave away some silly undisciplined frees that changed momentum, and then they kicked a couple and end up beating us by three goals. I think so. Yeah, it's going to be. A, I think we just need to bring the contest. Like it's it's clearly two good midfields going at it, two really high class board lines. You know, with the two Mandrels, Jack Hayes, Stangle, Pool, the um, the Glenelg tools of McBean and Hosey and Reynolds and Pink and Motlop. So I think it's a team that can get it and hold it in their forward half for as long as they can and um, give their team the best opportunity to score. 
Sheets, thanks for your time here on Eagles Radio. And let's hope that uh, after Saturday's game, you can have another hop and skip off the oval <laughs> with another victory <laughs> and into the grand final. I won't be doing that again. Thanks, boys. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Jade Sheedy there, the coach of the Eagles. Uh, he just sounds composed and relaxed and obviously happy with the way the week's gone so far. Yeah, he does it really well. Uh, he's outstanding to actually watch from a distance. To, well, not from a distance, but to see it up close, but um, not right in amongst it. He, he just holds the boys in good stead. They, they never waver from what they need to do and... Um, I think he's confident in what he wants the boys to do, and that just breathes, you know, breathes pretty much through the playing group. And you know, hopefully this week we get to see it even more. Two words that stuck out there for me were culture and standards. Definitely, and and, and yeah, that that goes without saying. All right, it's uh, half time on the show. Thanks to Seven Twenty Two Bar and Bistro. Seven Twenty Two pub prices on an incredible menu. We'll be back on Eagles Radio. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Power. Thanks to Normus Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. It's the finals edition of Eagles Radio. Big game coming up this Saturday night. And thanks to Normus Homes, celebrating 30 years. You go to normushomes.com.au and our good friends at Montaigne Kia. And check out the all-new Kia Nero SUV range. And now on the line with us is the talent manager of the club. It'll be interesting to have a chat to uh, Darren Hams. Darren, welcome to Eagles Radio. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Hamsy Pally here, mate. Um, obviously been at the footy club a, a long time, and I'm lucky enough I get uh, the privilege of working with you every day. Um, just give us a rundown on what your role is at the footy club and uh, what that entails. Yeah. No worries, Luke. Yeah, good to chat. Um, um, my role is basically to identify talented young players in our zone, both in our metro and country zone uh, there, and hopefully get them down to the Eagles and uh, develop them through our under 13, 14, 15s, and obviously 16s and 18 squads. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much a nutshell what it is. Without giving away your trade secrets, Darren, what's um, what do you look for in a young player? Is, is it simply skill based? Is there a combination of things that that you know? Is it just that they catch your eye? Yeah, it, it's probably you know um, in a young player that they're, they're never the I guess the complete footballer until later on in life. So it's a matter of identifying I guess something that they have special or, or better than uh, the you know the, the normal or the average footballer and and working with that strength uh, as they come into the program and, and developing those, I guess, not-so-strong parts of their game that, uh, you know, can bring that uh, that other level up. Amzi, we um, obviously run a lot of programs through uh, development squads under 13s, 14s, 15s, but, the, you know, the main probably two that everyone knows, the under-16s and under-18 programs, how, how much do we regenerate that list every year? So how often, how many plays each, each season are we bringing in? Okay, um, with the 18s, it's probably 50% of the uh, of of the uh, the playing group of you know, around 25 or 30 of that uh, will be sort of new to the 18 program. With the 16 program, it's almost uh, 100%. So it's probably around about 90% would be from the 15s upwards the previous year, uh, and it's uh, basically a flow-on effect. The 13s will move to the 14s, the 14s to the 15s, etc. So uh, yeah, so starting at the 13s, it's a brand new, brand new group, and, and hopefully they'll 
they'll flow through. Uh, each grade, and there's obviously a few little people added in, and, and people move on at, at various stages. But um, it's pretty much each age level. It's until you get the 18s, it's uh, basically a new a new group. It's a massive turnover of players. Um, do, what happens to the ones that don't go to reserves footy and league footy? Are they back to their zones, I guess? Is it is it that harsh? It seems harsh, just speaking about it. But, but I guess, uh, you know, the cream's got to rise to the top, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's the industry, isn't it, really? You see with, with AFL at the moment, with the delistings, uh, et cetera. Uh, but uh, we, we sit with every player that's, uh, too old for our under-18 program at the end of the year and have exit or entry interviews into our senior program. And, uh, you know, they're told the reasons exactly what they need to work on. And we, we just monitor them, monitor them also in their 19th year as well, just to see how they're tracking locally. And so you've probably seen over well, close to probably a 1,000 kids go through the program when you've been there. <laughs> is, um, is, there's obviously been many good players and a lot that have gone on to, you know, um, be great Sanford footballers and also um, talented AFL footballers. Is there, has there been that one or two where you've seen them early and you knew straight away that they will get, they will, they'll be the ones that will make it? Yeah, certainly the, the two obvious ones, uh, you know, it was Lockie Jones uh, last year at, you know, 13, 14. You could just tell, you know, he, he was a man-child basically back then and then he just had all the attributes of power and speed, uh, as as a young fella uh, back then, and then Jack Lacosis as well is 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 the the other one. They're, they're probably the the couple that are at the top of the tree, I suppose, uh, uh, from from my memory. And on the flip side of that, has there been probably players that you thought, no, I don't don't know if he's got it, but ends up going the other way and you know surprises both yourself and the footy club and actually makes it. Yeah, yeah, there is, and and you know, I think it's a good story uh, with young Michael Michael Frederick at the age of sort of fifteen, sixteen. He could have rode the you know first favourite in Melbourne, uh, but he just stuck with the program, and he had some really really good skills. Which you know, he's he was a very skillful player, but just his size was unfortunately working against him. And and as a nineteen year old in our under under eighteen program, he grew like six or seven centimeters within within the twelve months of his eighteenth year, and he just blossomed and got his confidence going to be able to win the forty. And, and it was just fabulous to see him get picked up by Freeman or uh, etc. And there's another young young fellow, nineteen year old uh, Jordan Lukak, who uh, had his 17th and 18th year on injury list uh, with our 18s and played his first under-18 game as a 19-year-old this year and uh, he's been now invited to the National Combine uh, in Melbourne, you know, in about a month's time and obviously will be leading the uh, the under-18 team out there on Saturday. So that's a couple of real good real good stories from just kids hanging in there and uh, trying to work with them to be the best they can be. How many, how much hour, how many hours do you put in a week watching video? Do you prefer watching video of players, or do you like to see them live, or do we have other people involved that sort of send give you tips? You better go watch this guy. You better need, need to see this kid. Um, yeah, I, I, I coach under sixteen as well, so uh, watching videos, I guess, of the under sixteen game uh, from a coaching point of view. Uh, but I, as far as I talent ID that lads that we don't know I'm 
out every weekend, you know, watching uh, watching a community game or or in our country area, etc. But we have some really good uh, people that are involved in our talent squads, our 16s, our 18s, our assistant coaches that are have a uh, an attachment to to a local club or have a history. But that's where they've, they've been or come from, and, and they enjoy getting out and watching watching uh, the young fellas come through as well. And whenever they identify somebody, they'll certainly let me know and, and we'll start the process from there. Hamzy, it's uh, an, another grand final for the under-18s uh, this week and, uh, you know, we're delighted that, it, that it's happening and it continues to happen now. You know, our junior programs uh, over the last probably 10 to 15 years have been outstanding and even further back as well. But um, from your role and uh, your position, why, why do you think the club continues to have sustained success at junior level? Um, oh, look, I, I think a couple of reasons, uh, really. But uh, basically, uh, I, I think we have um, a, a good basics of what we think need to uh, play the game, I suppose. you know, And we, we work on developing... The fundamentals of the game: kicking, marking, handballing, tackling, spoiling—all those um, basic things that uh, give the, the the players the tools of the trade to perform, uh, you know, at a level, as opposed to you know standing in a particular spot uh, on the ground. Uh, we, we believe, you know, obviously giving them the tools to play. Um, yeah, so that's probably one one of the main things, and we have some very passionate. Uh, people, you know, Shane Reed and our, our under-18 coach is, is excellent at what he does, and, and as I mentioned before, our assistants and people in our, in our zone that uh, just want to see the uh, the young fellas be the best they possibly can be, and, and certainly uh, thrive on that philosophy of uh, developing uh, the players to be better people and obviously better better players. You ever been in a situation where a parent has brought their child out to the club, and you know, my kid's a superstar. Um, and you need to you need to play him. How dealing with parents as well as as well as your kids? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <bond. laughs> so there's been a lot, obviously. <laughs> you don't have to say uh, which one. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to name them, but who are they? No, no, no. Trust me, every every year there's certainly one or two that uh, that uh, pop up. So it's a matter of having that conversation uh, I guess uh, with the parent and just probably being honest and, and uh, realistic uh, about it all and then give an understanding of, of the process as well what we're trying to achieve so uh, yeah it's certainly part of the role that uh, you don't obviously uh, enjoy that you know uh, disgruntled parent etc but yeah it's just part and parcel of it and uh, it just yeah, it happens with all, all types of sport and, and things, etc. They're all passionate about their, their sons playing the game. Twelve fifteen Saturday, mate, under-18s grand final. Uh, Glenelg got us uh, the first final. Uh, in short, how do we beat them? Uh, I, I think it's very, very simple. Uh, in the first half, they uh, they got us uh, by just getting to the footy first and winning winning the ball and and using it uh, without much defensive pressure from, from ourselves. So, in fact, when you rang, I was just uh, coming out of Chesty was uh, showing some vision and, and things like that to the boys. So, And that was exactly what he's talking about, to hunt the footy, to win the footy, and make sure that if we don't happen to obviously um, get our hands on a first, and the one they've got is to really uh, defend uh, with some aggression, etc. Darren, it's been excellent chatting with you and uh, thanks for giving 
us some insights into the junior development at the club. Darren Hams, our talent manager uh, here on Eagles Radio. Three-quarter time, thanks to 722, 722. No pub food, just pub prices. We'll be back on Eagles Radio after this. You're listening to Eagles Radio with Paul Bonser and Luke Powell. Thanks to Normus Homes, building a better life and incredible smiles, making smiles whiter, brighter, straighter. Now that's incredible. Into the final quarter of the finals edition of Eagles Radio, Paul Bonser, Luke Powell with you. All thanks to Normus Homes. And if, are you driving home to Enormous Homes? Even they're celebrating 30 years. Go to enormoushomes.com. .au and Mornteen Kia. Check out the all-new Kia Nero SUV range. And we Kia, a massive part of the club. And we've got Sean Connors on the line. Pally, Sean, welcome uh, to Eagles Radio. G'day, Paul. G'day, Luke. How are you going? Uh, very well. Now, tell us about the new Kia Nero near. Oh, I've got to say this right. Nero range. We were just <laughs> discussing that in the break. <laughs> it's it's a hybrid. Is that right? A hybrid electric vehicle? Uh, there's, a, there's a hybrid version of it. There's an, a full electric version of it. Uh, mate, these cars, if you haven't driven an electric car, come down and see us. Uh, take it for a test drive, even if it's just for a bit of fun. We're, we'd love to uh, love to get you into the Nero. They are, there's something different. They're unbelievable to drive. There's no noise, although the Nero does have a... a uh, something that works with it that you can turn on and it sounds like you're driving a car just in case you get a bit freaked out by no noise. What, well, like through uh, the stereo plays a, a, a yeah. vroom, vroom noise? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they're, they're, a brilliant, they're a brilliant car. And uh, uh, as I said, I just suggest everybody uh, that's out there just comes down, comes in and sees us and, and takes one for a drive because it's the way of the future. We are going to go down that track with the with the electric cars and and if you do a bit of travelling, the hybrid's a good one because you'll you'll get the um, the economy of having the electric car, but you'll also get the the distance out of it because you can fill it full of petrol. So they're uh, they are different, but fantastic. And uh, you know, Kia has always built a uh, brilliant car, seven year warranty, the whole works. So they're uh, they're really worth uh, having a look at. But we've got uh, plenty of cars at the moment, Bonds and. Um, at the moment, we've got a yard full of stocks, so it's uh, it's a great time to come down and and, and have a look around the the Mortine Kia yard at Port Road on at Cheltenham. What specials have we got out there, Sean, for all the listeners? Every, everything special, but I'll tell you <laughs> what we've. I spoke to Daniel today. I twisted his arm. Here's one for for our Eagles uh, Eagle supporters. Yeah. Come in, buy a car at uh, Mortine Kia, and and and. Off the record, we'll, we'll take it across the whole range, which I'll go through in a minute because we've got seven brands under our banner, but obviously we're here for Kia. Come in, buy a car between now and the Sample Grand Final. Mention Eagles Radio and we'll pay your Eagles 2022 membership for you. So uh, yeah, it doesn't Fantastic. get any better than that. That's awesome. Supporting and, uh... a... Go on. Sorry, mate. Go I was on. just going to say supporting... Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Supporting a, uh, a great supporter of the club and we want to support our, our great members of our footy club. So uh, we, uh, we're putting that on and uh, it's all great. But as I said, we've got, we've got seven brands under the banner as well. So we've got the Kia, we've got Hyundai, we've got Ford, we've got Mitsubishi, we've got Mazda, we've got Honda and Volkswagen. So anything you want to buy, 
Can't miss. There's nowhere else to go. Get down to our good friends at uh, Morntine Care, Port Road, Cheltenham. They're just on the bend on the way out of Port Adelaide. Sean, thanks for being on Eagles Radio. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks, boys, and go the Eags. (laughs) There he is, Sean Connors. And look, uh, during the year, uh, one of the games, we had uh, some guys from the Greg app. Now, if, if people don't know about the Greg app, we've got Geordie from the Greg app uh, who is on the line now and he's going to talk with us just about what the Greg app is and and what it can do and how it helps, uh, I guess, I guess the blokes in the world. Sure. So welcome to Eagles Radio, Geordie. Oh, good day, guys. Thanks for having me. Tell us about the Greg app. Yeah, so basically the Greg app's just a, it's a men's well-being app. It's, it's, our main aim is just to make it easier for blokes to connect socially and get active physically. So it's just a tool to organise uh, activities together. Uh, it can be anything from shooting hoops, going for a kick, uh, going for a run, you know, even just grabbing a coffee. It just makes it easier for blokes to do that together. So do people just Google the Greg app and, and you can download the app to any any phone, iPhone, Android? Yep, it's easy as that. Just uh, head to getgreg.app or just Google Greg app and, um, yeah, it'll land you on the page to download it. Fantastic. And, and how, how long has Greg app been around? Oh, it's been around for for a month, but it's been in the uh, in the works for a couple of years. Um, a couple of former former SNFL players have um, been chipping away at it for a while, so yeah, it's finally ready to go, ready to be out in the big world. All right, so it's all about mental health, blokes getting together, helping each other out through hard times, and and uh, basically living a, a healthy life. So, Geordie, thanks for your time. Check it out, the Greg app. And, uh, yeah, it's a nice bright orange logo. You can't miss it. So thanks, Geordie, for for getting on air and helping us out um, with the Greg app. So, yes, don't forget that, the Greg app. Now, we've only got a couple of minutes left, Pally, before we run out of time. Club Championship is – the Club Champion is coming up on – Friday, the 15th of October, Adelaide Oval. So, yeah, $140 per ticket. Cheapest chips. Get into the club or give us a call. And book a table. And uh, also you can grab your tickets if you don't have them already in the car lottery. That's drawn on October the 1st. And come into the club or you can go to the Facebook page. They're only $2 a ticket. You can buy them online. I've certainly got mine already. So uh, win yourself a nice Kia. Yeah, it would be nice. Um, all right, Saturday night, Pally. Oh, we're pumped up, aren't we? We are. We, we can't are. wait. I oh, can't wait. Yeah, it's uh, going to be something different Saturday night footy for Sample um, Finals. So, yeah, looking looking forward to it. I've, it's 7.15 at Adelaide Oval. Eagles fans get to the game, um, support the Eagles. Tigers will have a lot of people there as well. Definitely. But make sure you get there. Um, it, it, the atmosphere last week was fantastic against Nord. The boys did the right thing, got up. I just feel there's some inner confidence there. Speaking to Sheeds and Dan Manzo, I think I think there's a good chance we can get the win here. Uh, definitely, uh, they've got a real steely resolve about them and uh, very confident, uh, like they need to be. And yeah, let's let's get them across the line. Yeah, it's it. Look, it, just before we go, um, Eagles Radio has been fantastic, um, and yes. thanks to you for for helping us uh, get it over the line all year. And this special finals edition, thanks to the support of. Normous Homes and Mountain Care uh, for your help there as well. Um, before we go, Pauly, any last words? No, just get all our Eagles fans out there uh, Saturday night and uh, it's going to be a crack and let's get in the grand final. Get in the grand final indeed. And and look, again, the double chances there. Uh, 
worst case scenario, we get to play a prelim on a Friday sure. night before the AFL Grand Final. <laughs> um, I'll be lucky enough to broadcasting it for SEN as well. Beautiful. So uh, if uh, you can't get to the game, tune into SENSA myself, and I'll try not to be too biased. That's the lie. I'll be absolutely biased and go, hope the Eagles go, get go across the line. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in. This is Eagles Radio, Luke Powell. And thanks to Ben for looking after us today. Um, Andy Hood for doing all the work in the background yeah. and all the, everyone at the club. Um, let's bring home another premiership for the Eagles. We'll see you next time on Eagles Radio.